0: We're back. Oh, yes. The U.S. has hit the debt ceiling, and we still have the funding to be on air for now. By we, I mean Kristen Alanius, the queen of oat milk, and Damien Dunn, the king of bison. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what is-, is there anything worse than a bad intro?
1: I don't, I was just trying to figure out if Dame's intro was some like play on words. So no, my brain was no. just, yeah, no. I get it now. But I was, I was thinking like song, lyric, something.
0: Hello, Andy on Facebook live. Uh, Dame, I've told you this before. Good morning, Rick Swink. Good to be with you. Facebook live. Uh, Dame, I've told the story uh, for you before. I was speaking once and I was brought up to the stage with ladies and gentlemen, the next Susie Orman Keep the planner, and I walked on the stage, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna publicly, you know, even now, uh, Google, I'm not gonna make comments on that, but like, you know, you yeah. know, that's a that's a weird intro, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um. So something weird happened to me yesterday afternoon. I'm having a very man. So many people here today: Rochelle, Jason, Daniel, Danza. Hello. Uh, I was having a lovely moment with my 13 year old daughter, and. She was she was like talking like a human. It was lovely. It was wonderful. It was like, wow, this person is not a gargoyle. And uh, we're talking. We're having a good time. She's like, dad, I want to show you some self-defense moves. I was like, oh. okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Thank you, TikTok or whatever. So I stand up in the living room, and she just roundhouse kicks me in the stomach. And I'm just standing there. <laughs> I'm just standing there. And I was like, um, Ollie. That's not self-defense. That's self-offense. I didn't do anything to you. You've committed a crime. <laughs> and she's like, no, well, watch this. And then she, just like, punches me in the sternum. And I was like, I'm not attacking you. This is offense. And so that was my evening, getting attacked by a 13-year-old that was showing me how she'd defend herself against someone not attacking her. Would she uh, do
1: okay? Did she hit you pretty hurt. good? Or?
0: Yeah, it hurt. She's strong. Yeah, she's she's a little gymnast. She's she's going to pack a Jeremy. little bit of a punch there. Um, Jeremy, pilot Jeremy, uh, hello. Uh, damn, didn't we have a pilot Jeremy question we were going to ask? Yeah, I can't
2: remember what in the world it was. It was, was no. it
0: was very specific about a, something a pilot would know or
2: do. Uh, if if he's caught up, was it on air or was it? In,
0: I mean, it was while we were recording, wasn't it? I don't know. I feel I like it recall. was in preparation for something else, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Jeremy, just if you're flying, if you're at 37,000 feet right now, just put us on the speaker for the entire plane to listen to. Is that a thing? Could you do that? Force people to listen to the show? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Hey, lady in 7B, quit using the armrest. It's the other fellas. (laughs) Just start calling people out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that'd be wild. Yeah, they'd be more like a Southwest thing, though, um, <laughs> where they're doing bits. They're working on their bits. Yeah. Those you are know? funny. Okay. Uh, Jeremy notes that he could do that once. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so today, fun little talk. Who's, who uh, Who came up with today's uh, uh, sort of uh, theme, by the Kristen, way? Kristen, who do you think? I know. Kristen's the only one that actually puts work into this thing. Yes. Um. Wait, What?
1: can I, you don't know why that is. Is it because if not, we have to come up with something on the fly and that makes me want to be sick. No,
0: I'm comfortable with either, right? (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. Okay. So look, it's a defense mechanism, a a little self-defense, if you will. It's the roundhouse roundhouse kick to my chest. Uh, We are going to do, each of us are going to pick the personal finance hill we are willing to die on. A take. That is so set in stone that we cannot be convinced otherwise. Um, I will note, these are real. The, I'll note mine is real. I mean, Kristen, how real is yours going to be? Mine is very real. Dame, you and I, I, I know what yours is, and I know you and I talk about it all the time. How real is yours? 100%. Okay. Okay. But in this, you know, here's the thing, I like to be very open minded, especially about personal finance, because I think what the three of us have learned in uh, our dozens of years of experience, collectively, (laughs) um, is that there's more than one way to do it. There just Mm -hmm. simply is more than one way to do it. So if I say it is this way, the reality is it's also another way. What we're saying today is with these three topics it is our way or the highway, and the highway is not Tom Cochran's. Is it Tom Cochran? What's the guy's name? Life is a highway. Yeah. Now Tom, it, not Tom, Tom Cochran, Cochran was a news anchor in Indy. Who? Tom Waits. No. No, uh, no. Boy, this just went off the air. Yeah. Like the remember. song
1: that Rascal Flatts covered for the movie. Yes. Cars. Who, yeah. Life is a highway. That's the one. I, I don't remember movie. who originally sang. Tom. That. Tom Petty, Cochran. no, no. god, says. get out of here. <laughs> I didn't say that, Danza did. I don't know who sings it. Uh, why is Rascal Flats getting the I'm Cochran? I'm Cochran. I was right,
0: yeah, you're right. Joe Cocker,
1: I don't know who that is either. Sarah, come on, come I mean, on. It's, it, other it's people Tom might
2: Cochran. have done that song as well. It, That's oh, I'm true. Sure.
0: Okay, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, <laughs> you want to start the show, I suppose.
2: Thought we were. I was just waiting for the music to fade in, and we were just gonna, you know, let "Life Is a Highway" play, and we were all gonna go take a cigarette break.
0: I don't know. I, I still don't know if you're allowed to play songs on podcasts without paying for the rights to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'd love to have a few different songs. It'd be amazing. But uh, I did wear a special hoodie sweatshirt today that I'd like to share with the uh, with the video audience. It's a teal blue sweatshirt with a a stitched puffin. Uh, on it and you're thinking what exactly it's a <laughs> exactly. i like it i like it my kids hate it i put it on and ted was just shook his head he's like this is not gonna work i'm like what do you care you're in fifth grade did you buy that at a major retail store not major but yeah minor major
2: i was just curious if i missed a, a
0: big puffin trend uh that, I don't know. that swept the country uh all right, let's do something here. Um, I need to do uh, timekeeping.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't need my calculator.
0: Um, I was going to make a news announcement, but I don't know if anyone cares. And But I kind of need to make it because if I don't make this announcement, then I don't have the level of pressure I need on myself. Does it need to be now or on the actual show? No, no, I, I think this is the better outlet for it. I, I don't know if the <clears throat> here's the thing our podcast audience and live stream audience is A, much more engaged than our radio audience and B, I just have a better sense of who the people are who are on the podcast. I feel cl- I, I, this is weird. I feel much closer <laughs> to our podcast listeners and our, our live stream listeners than I do the radio listeners and maybe that makes me a bad broadcaster but it is what it is. So here here is the announcement. That is very self-serving and argu- arguably <laughs> egotistical. Um I'm, I'm 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 working on another book project. So uh <laughs> it's book number 12 for me. I swore after book number 11 I w- <clears throat> would never write a book again. Uh and so there it is. I'm I'm writing another book. It is not about personal finance though. Um it is about a murder mystery involving um a family from, no, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a, it's, it's sort of about personal finance, and That's everyone it. listening right now gets a free copy. Hmm? And everyone, so, well, I'm, I'm not right giving now, away, yeah. I'm not giving away seven <laughs> copies. Um Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we. We're actually not answering your money questions this week. Here's what we're doing. Normally we answer your money questions. We're like, Hey, email us, ask Pete at Pete, That's Hey, email us at ask Pete, the And then we'll read them. And then we'll be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to help you with personal finances without judging you. We're going to try to take into account what's going on in your life. We're not going to say, call us on Monday and we'll sell you things. We're just going to have two really highly intelligent people and me discuss your problem and, and give you a good solution. Uh, that being said, we're not doing that today. Instead, myself and, and my two co-hosts, we are going to tell you the one area of personal finance each, like we're each choosing one, the hill we're willing to die on. What is a take that we have about personal finance that we can't possibly see the other side of it? Uh, because in personal finance, as you would hope, it's not binary. There, It is not this or that. It is it is all over the place. And in what we're saying today is there is only one way, and it is our way, on three specific topics. Enough of me. Kristen Alanius, Director of Education, uh, is one of said co-hosts who is very intelligent. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Pete. And in no particular order, the second intelligent person on this show is Damian Dunn, and he is of no relation to mine, despite the fact that we uh, share a surname. And he is the Vice President of Advice at Your Moneyline. Hello, Dame. Good day, Pete. Surname is last name, right? I believe so. I always feel like that's one of those things I just like. I, I, I'm, I'm destined to misuse. Keep trying. Okay. Um, do we decide who's going first here?
2: <laughs> you said Kristen originally, and then you him hawed back and forth that maybe it should be yeah. one of us.
0: And, okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Kristen. We're going okay. Kristen. So, Kristen, this is a take that you can't possibly see another way to do it. Than the way you the the way you think. Okay, so set us up.
1: Uh, I'm a little nervous because I feel like there could be a lot of disagreement here. But just because something is expensive does not, and that's objectively, does not make it an investment.
0: Just because something is expensive doesn't make it an investment. Now, is, is there a is there a hedge here that? There are things that are expensive that happen to be investment, but of
1: course, it's just that. And maybe my millennial is showing here, but on social media, influencers or the influenced tend (laughs) to make statements like I bought this and yeah, it was really expensive, but it's an investment it's an investment in blank and then use that as justification for buying something that they objectively maybe couldn't afford. Um, My walking pad that I use under my desk that Damien didn't know I had until like yesterday, it was, it was a little expensive, but it doesn't make it an investment. Like, um, I, we talked about I'm doing Invisalign. That's not, it's expensive, but that doesn't make it an investment. It's an investment in your smile or whatever. I just don't agree with those sentiments.
0: Okay. I've got so many things here. First of all, I do think this is a thing and this Mm -hmm. is the thing that's been around for a little while. An example that I would have is uh, an engagement ring that I would love to discuss. (laughs) Um, but I must start with Kristen, what's a walking pad? What's a walking pad? (laughs) Are we just going to blow by? Yeah, I bought a walking, an expensive walking pad and everyone in the world is like, huh? What's a walking pad? What's a walking pad?
1: So it's just a little treadmill, but they're not made for high impact or high speeds or anything. They're meant to be used low and slow and they're really low profile and mine fits under my desk. So I have a sit stand desk. So if I don't have a meeting or something and I'm working on video editing, for example, I walk on my walking pad at my house.
2: She covers a ridiculous amount of ground every day.
1: I cover no ground compared to other people. I follow this girl on TikTok who walks a half marathon a day, like on a regular basis. Dame, what's an
0: example of something that you hear that is justified as an investment because it's expensive and the person feels bad about buying it, but it is in no way an investment? Jewelry
2: in general. I mean, not just engagement rings, but like, you know, luxury watches, luxury brand watches, um, you know, uh, very nice sets of, uh, of diamonds or whatever they may be in the outside of engagement rings. But jewelry, uh, a lot of cars, even just general transportation, well, is an investment. Uh, no, it's not. It's you know, Even if you're buying a, a classic, it, maybe it'll go up in value. Might not.
0: Um, those are probably the two biggest. What, what words are people looking for when they say investment? Kristen, are they just saying this is a strategic purchase? but it doesn't make it an investment. Like your Invisalign is a really actually an interesting example because I almost disagree with you about that. Oh, I think it's a strategic, it's at least a strategic investment. I mean, Dame and I are bald men. Like if we got toupees or something, (laughs) that is a strategic investment in swag. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I do think it's just, I, I struggle with, I think you can use the word investment, but I think that, the way that it's used to justify the purchase doesn't necessarily work is it an investment is my invisalign an investment in my like self confidence of course it is but that doesn't justify its expense by just saying like oh it's an investment i, I don't know i don't know what other word you would use though
0: I speaking of confidence, an investment in your confidence, and this is way off track, but I just need to make a note. I read a an article in the Harvard Business Review this morning, and that does seem like I'm just name dropping, but it's free. Um, about um not telling women to have more confidence in the workplace. And I, and and I had to like really check myself like have I ever told a coworker to have confidence anyway. Interesting. You mentioned confidence, and, and you were a lady, so I just wanted to acknowledge that I myself am not going to tell you to get an Invisalign to improve your confidence. <laughs> is, is that the new you should smile more? Uh, uh, have, oh, you
2: know is, <laughs> is that a the second. new one?
0: What if I went up to one of our female colleagues, and I was like, you know, I was thinking about how you should <laughs> smile more, and it should start with Invisalign. What Can you imagine? That's like a double whammy.
1: Yeah. Uh.
2: Does Invisalign I, count for HSA uh, deduction?
1: Yeah, there you go. As someone who has a, I call it Jay Cutler face. <laughs> I have a Jay Cutler face. I cannot stand that. I cannot stand that. Like this is just my face. Leave it alone.
0: Um, I I want to I want to point something out. I always view an investment as something that you're willing to sell. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like an engagement ring to me is not an investment because you're not going to be like, okay, honey. Um, I do want to stay married, but can you f- pull that off your hand? I need to go sell it. Prices <laughs> are looking good. Like, so that's not an investment. Uh, someone mentioned here, uh, the idea of, uh, a, a primary residence. Mm-hmm. Now I, I agree for most people. It is not an investment for, for some people who we, we have a dear friend and colleague who will move at the drop of a hat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for that person, I think she would view it as an investment and be able to do it. I wouldn't cause I don't want to move. Right.
1: Yeah, is is maybe the the line to draw in a lot of cases, if it's something you're using regularly, I don't think it's an investment.
0: Oh, that's interesting, right? Because it, it is a strategic purchase. Mm-hmm. But can an invest, but maybe this is one of those uh, LSAT things. An investment <laughs> can be a strategic purchase, but not every strategic purchase is an investment. An investment.
1: Mm, could be.
0: Did I just get into law school? I think so. Congratulations. Ooh, Andy just hit us over the head with four a minute left. What about an education, Kristen? Is an education an investment? Oh, Ugh. this is a whole segment. We're gonna lose <laughs> clients on this. How about it?
1: <laughs> no, don't put me in this position. Cause the answer is sometimes.
0: Boy, wait a wait a Put your flag in this the ground there. Game is education and investment. Yeah, I mean it's gotta be.
2: Yeah, it absolutely can be. Now, whether or not that investment pays off uh, is another story. So absolutely an investment in yourself, but you may have a really, really poor
0: return on your investment. Dame on Slack this morning, you had a really hot take about um, how much you spend on a school versus the type of school you go to. I'm surprised that's not your hot take.
2: That is my hot. That's my hill. (laughs) Thank you for ruining it.
0: Oh, coming up after the break. More. I thought it was crypto. No. Oh, anyway, coming out of the break. Dame's Hilda Dion. I messed it up. I'm Pete the Planner. Wait, I thought you were
1: doing crypto. No. (laughs) Wait, did I I wondered how you thought that your hot takes were gonna overlap each other, but I just let it go. Have you guys
0: ever realized that I have no idea what I'm doing? (laughs) I don't remember anything. It's dry January too, so like my liver is just like out there just Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) filtering stuff (laughs) I read this whole article on what a liver really does and my liver right now it's like a Swiss army knife it's got a lot of purposes even the little tweezers peak liver right now for Pete what do you think the most useless Swiss army knife classic tool is Mm. I got to go with the the off-white toothpick
2: um, I, I'd probably go with the tweezers actually, they're too flexible, there's just not enough grip there. It said like a real man,
0: just use the knife and cut it out. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? It's a bee sting, like, we're not trying to kill a 10 year old, we're just like trying to get the stinger out. Uncle Dame says we're gonna cut off your toe. That's exactly oh. what I said, Chris what's the no that's what he said what's the most <laughs> useless swiss army knife tool Kristen?
1: um is leatherman a brand of swiss army knife so if i'm thinking of a leatherman am i thinking of the same thing or no
0: yeah we can go with it we'll go yeah, with it's, it
2: it's, it's a it's much more robust
1: um well the blade is so small
0: you know what are you Rick's... using that for this is a knife. Crocodile Dame D, back again. <laughs> um, Rick Swink says the hook is useless. Now, I, I'm going to actually, I'm going to disagree and and show my man card here for a second, which doesn't involve me standing up. Don't worry. Um, I used to bird hunt, and, and and I'm wearing a puff and hoodie sweatshirt right now, and so I don't <laughs> want to feel like I have a complicated relationship with foul. But I used to bird hunt, and there was a knife that I would go bird hunting with because when you would then dress the game, <clears throat> which is a much classier name for what you're really doing to the thing, <laughs> there was a hook. And, and sometimes you would actually use the hook on the knife to uh, assist you with that, mm-hmm. or you could just manhandle it. This got really violent. It's a circle of life, Pete. It's okay. I know. I feel bad about it now. Oh, this shouldn't feel bad about any of that. Oh, there's an argument going on in the, the Facebook live. Uh, Jason and Rick may have like a, a dance battle. Jason says he uses the hook to open cans. Oh, this is so great. Anyway, isn't this a personal finance show? Dame, let's get into your segment here. Your segment. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. How long do you think this show goes on before it's canceled? Do you think we quit before it's canceled from the syndication people? Oh wait, you mean the, what do you the, think? The, ra- the radio show side or the podcast yeah like the radio side? network? Are they like yeah we're done or do you think we're gonna peter out first? Nah, they'll so cancel us. They'll cancel us first. I don't know, Kristen. What do you think?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't mean, I mean culture I mean like business.
1: Yeah, the show's yeah. been around a long time. I feel like it would be us, maybe, but maybe. Oh yeah, this doesn't go on the air. Yeah, I feel like it'll probably be us.
0: I bet I'll die. And then you guys will be like, we don't have the equipment. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I think that's how it happens. Like what like one Monday you come in and there's a slag like, no, dude, he got bit by a snake. He's dead. And and you'll be like, Well, I don't know the StreamYard password.
2: You know? Do you do you ever see the numbers? Uh, like how we how we compare, I guess, other shows in the market in indie do you think for he our slots.
0: No. Well, first off, that's a, it's a really interesting question. So here's what I learned to really, you guys want to learn something today? Yeah. <laughs> Be a first. Um, so growing up and in, in, in reading media, you always read about numbers and, and ratings. And, you know, as a 25 year Howard Stern listener forever, all he ever talked to was about ratings and being number one. And still a lot of the drive time people talk about ratings and those books do come out. Are called books, which are just the ratings. Um, for weekend shows, which is what we are, no one spends a lick of time seeing how anything's rated because a lot of times on the weekends, the shows you're listening to are purchased by the hosts or the companies, and then they just put whatever they want. So the stations don't care what they're they're rated. However, there are shows like ours, of which we don't pay for. Uh, that we're part of the, the the network, if you will, uh, but they still don't look at our ratings. And so I used to ask all the time, Dame, back in the early days of 1430, News Talk, 1430 WXT, uh, all the time, they're like, um, that's not how it works. So I don't know our ratings. <laughs> and also to Kristen's point, I wouldn't look because who really cares? So uh, essentially,
2: as long as the station can sell ads for our show, they love us.
0: Yeah, you know, and I feel like we got into this weird period in which we seemed highly critical of types of companies that also happened to advertise during our show, you know, different types of financial advice or different products or this yeah. or that. And then I found myself going, you know, I still want to do the show. Maybe we should back off criticizing <laughs> these people that actually pay for our show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anywho. I do have to tell you something, though. Do you want to hear something? Back Please. when I used to do a lot of television, I don't anymore. It's the hair loss. Um, I th- There was this thing where one day, I'm not naming names. I'm not even naming stations. I was highly critical of car dealerships, right? Mm-hmm. So I d- did my thing, which would, no one cared about. I-, I went home, went to my office, get a call from the general ma- manager of the the, the television station. They're like, Pete? And I was like, hello, person's name. Because I use their name.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> and uh, they were like, do you understand how people are paid around here? And I was like, <laughs> bi-weekly?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. And, uh, and I was like, well, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? And he's like, um, our number one sponsor are car dealerships you cannot under any circumstances be critical of car dealers in any way, shape or form. And I was like, okay. So that, that was my first glimpse into local news of like, it's not the, the wall between the sales and the the newsroom isn't as tall as you think. Like that was the, that this was in the early two thousands, which I just tipped my hand there. Uh, And by the way, that wall has come down lower and lower and lower and lower.
2: Mm. Did the did the hosts try to shut you down or or get you off of
0: that rant? They looked awkward, but I thought they just had chili the night before and they're a bean family, you know? Kristen, our colleague Molly loves chili. I love chili. Just, I mean, we're talking two, three times a week. She's just hitting that chili. And it's like, and she thinks that my insistence on pointing this out and now publicly on the air without her knowledge is because I, I'm anti-soup. And she thinks that like my thing of like, man, you eat a lot of chili. She thinks it's part of like this anti-soup movement that I'm a part of.
1: I, I wouldn't have called it that. I would think that you would say that it was like, well, maybe this is calling out a little bit, but it's not like, um put together enough you tend to put together oh like, oh it's getting together, real <laughs> you tend to put together fancier meals and like you can throw all your chili ingredients in a crock pot and just let it sit there i well, feel like that's going to keep the meal i like, like, a, good home. Meal.
0: No, I like yeah. a good homestyle though. i don't like the idea i i it might be anti-soup because soup is just throwing your stuff in water and being like yeah let's, I, uh, let's eat it now i will let the public know that i have sat across
2: from this man uh in and out, enjoying burgers. Uh, mm. And so he doesn't have to have fancy food. He, he is. <laughs> when he, he can, makes he...
1: it. When he makes it. I do he like can,
2: making
0: uh, yeah. more sophisticated food. He can play on the common man level when he has to. <sighs> no, Jeremy. And I'm not answering that publicly, but the answer is no. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> okay. um, Let's do a thing. Oh, I forgot to write down. Okay. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's start the segment. Dame, this is on you. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, it's the Hill We Will Die On episode We'll each one of us will identify one personal finance opinion that we just can't simply see another way. Uh, Kristen's was that just because something's expensive doesn't mean it's an investment. In other words, people misuse the justification that something's an investment way too often dame i tipped my hand as to what his was prior to the break we'll call it a tease i could also call it a mistake dame what is the hill that you are willing to die on what personal finance hill are you willing to die on i'm gonna say this twice because it's it's a little long and
2: you might take a a second to to get your head around it but the cost of college has as much if not more impact on your long-term financial success as does the school you pick so could you say it again? Cause it's complex. I, I think I will. The cost of the college has as much, if not more impact on your long-term financial success as does the school you pick. Is that an absolute for you? Uh, I, I would be willing to hedge in a, uh, maybe a couple scenarios, but for the vast majority of people, uh, the cost far outweighs the, the name of the school that's on the diploma. All right. Paint the picture. Talk about the direct impact. Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Right, so, everybody knows the cost of schools going up and up and uh, up and 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 really doesn't seem to be slowing down. Uh, and so, what what you end up with is is graduating with a higher amount of debt. Likely graduating with a higher amount of debt after four, five, six, however many years it takes to get that bachelor's <laughs> degree. You know, it's variable. Uh, that loan payment could hinder you from making substantial progress in your financial life early that will pay big benefits down the road so you're tying up money in debt payments uh that could otherwise been gone for been going towards something else now does the name on that diploma open additional doors for you maybe maybe not if it's a you know just a general sort of of degree I don't think anybody's going to care whether you've got a, a big private school name on there or a state school name in most cases. So the, the cost, the, the the debt that you are going to be saddled with is likely going to have a much bigger impact than whatever doors that, that diploma may possibly open for you.
0: Kristen, I got to think the exception here is a top-tier school for a top-tier student that knows their path because because for those folks it it matters for people that have no idea what they want to do and mm-hmm. that they go from a a, a low tier school to a kind of fine school like that i don't know if that difference but it, those people are also not getting into ivy league schools why did you agree with that
1: i think that Maybe we're this, and maybe I'm just kind of saying what you're saying, but in a little bit different way, in a a better way. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's just I want to make sure we're on the same page. But I think if you have additional school on this path that you're on, I do think the name that's on that first diploma matters. And I think where you fall within that graduating class absolutely matters. Um, because if you're, you know, for example, if you go to an Ivy League school, we'll use like a, like a big extreme, you go to an Ivy League school and you're ranked at the bottom versus if you go to a school that's not ranked and you're all the way at the top, you you might be the best performer at a school that doesn't rank as high and you might have spent a lot less money to earn that degree and you might be just as competitive when you apply to grad school. Is, is that making any sense?
0: It is. I think I might disagree, though, because... Um... Maybe I disagree because if if I'm if I'm someone applies to a job from Harvard, we'll just use Harvard because we brought it up earlier in the show. From Harvard, or someone bring uh, is at Purdue, and it's in the non-engineering role. Okay, Kristen, don't look shocked. that I'm going Harvard to Purdue. Hurts. Purdue, is, <laughs> Purdue is is the Harvard of West Lafayette, but that's it. Okay, True. so I, I would likely as someone who's hired a lot of people i would likely give the harvard person more credit because i would have no idea where they graduated in their class
1: you wouldn't ask
0: i've literally never asked that question
1: well if the if the degree is directly applicable to what you do i mean i've had applications that have asked me for my um gpa for my core curriculum and that would give you no. in that yeah really Dame, yeah, have you, have you plus I'm gonna people put it time? on there. So,
0: <laughs> well, um, first of all, I think I was probably last in my college class, so maybe yeah, this is why my take is this way. But, Dame, what what do you? Th- I mean, this is your point. Like, do, do you hire people all the time? Do you not look at where they go to school? I look at where they go to school. I, I'm most interested in what
2: they studied, than yeah, than, uh, yeah. you know, than what they're, you know numbers that come along with them but it's, but it's i i don't um i don't this is the hill i will die on i would much <laughs> rather have <to>. oh no <laughs> and, dang that oh, was krav maga was going to be the hill you're going to die on it has nothing to do with your finances but if ollie wants some private lessons i'm happy to come by and teach <laughs> fair uh it's you know it, do excellent students and excellent uh educations come out of high-end schools yes ob- absolutely but you probably don't need to settle for the average person. They probably don't need to saddle themselves with that debt when a more affordable alternative will help them get there. Once you graduate and you get that first job, you'll really impress people with, you know, motivation and work ethic and uh, you know, attention
0: to detail. uh, And that can't be taught at an Ivy league school. All right, but I put, this is a great topic. I mean, I could actually talk about this for three segments. Dame, kudos to you, and Kristen. Don't read into that that because I didn't say that about your segment. That's fine, uh, <laughs> Dame. Oh, so first of all, before I go uh, on a different point, can you answer the question? Have you ever asked anyone where they graduated in their class or asked for their GPA? No, I um, no, I haven't. Neither I know
1: mine. that's I know that's not true because I would not have been hired here.
0: <laughs> Wait.
1: D- there's no ask way
0: you. dame asked yeah, you
1: that's what i'm saying no i know i no no, no 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 i'm sorry i mean i misspoke i know that that is true like okay, there's no okay, way he's okay. asked people Got because it. i would not have a job oh here. stop uh
0: so dame i'm gonna go back to the point i made a few minutes ago because i think it it might be the true the exception i think you're right if it's like a community college versus a state university i think you're right i think where it falls apart is the elite schools Make
2: this not true. If you want to have an education degree, if you if you want to be a teacher, sure. Is your is your degree from Ball State more valuable? uh, Is your degree from Butler more valuable than your degree from Ball State if you are
0: going to go teach in a public school? Okay, so you are right. Uh, And Jason on Facebook Live just made the exact same point uh, right after you. Is that it depends on your career path? My Mm -hmm. brain was on people we hire. My brain was on business. Uh, but you're a 1,000% right. It is definitely, I would hire a teacher from Ball State. I mean, that's your point, and you're right. And Butler's a fantastic uh, institution, don't get me wrong, but
2: there is a drastic difference in prices.
1: So is the argument just really that the ROI has to be there if you're going to have... If you're going to have the more expensive degree, you have to make sure the return is there on your investment. It has to be a career path that matter that like would care more than what we've said we would care here or that you're um, you might be pursuing additional education and getting into grad school that carries more weight than maybe the in, going into the workforce.
2: Yeah, what's your career? What's your career path, and what's the ROI going to be on it? There are very uh, specific degrees and, and careers that you want to go to certain schools because you'll get recruited. You'll more likely get recruited out of schools like that into a, uh, you know, a, a better job, a higher-paying job, um, and that makes sense. But there are a number of degrees and careers that you don't have to uh, spend nearly as much as you probably think you do in order to get the the desired outcome.
0: Fascinating. Good job, Dame. Uh, if we had more time, I would also want to dig down to the quality of student that you are. Because if you miss sure. on a lower cost education, it's there's less risk there in terms of money. Anyway, coming up after the break, the hill I'm willing to die on. It's going to anger you. I'm Pete the Planner. Yeah, Dame, that's interesting because like, I keep going back to the like, let's say you're an average student in that and I'm about to say something heinously obnoxious as opposed to just normally obnoxious and excellence doesn't appeal to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then absolutely go to the lower cost education because if you end up having massive career failure consistently, you're on the hook for less. Um, But if you really, really strive for excellence, and you can get into one of those high-end schools depending on your field. I think it makes fun. We recently hired someone who uh graduated from two incredible schools. And I didn't hire this person because of that. But as I saw it, I was like, gee, Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. And by the way, the person delivers on that, you know? Yeah. But that being said, I don't. I don't feel like one of the first things I, I look at where they've worked. I don't really look at where they went to school. Yeah. I don't even look to see if they have a degree. To be honest with you,
2: Andy Maybe makes that- uh, <clears throat> Andy makes an interesting point. Um, there are a number of schools that are are need blind, uh, especially in the Ivy League school. I'm I'm not saying you don't try and you know shoot your shot. And if it comes back uh, that it's affordable, then yeah, absolutely do it. But the cost, uh, the overall cost thats uh, that comes down the line to you, or what you're going to be on the hook for and how much debt you're going to have to take out, if that's the route you need to go, that's
0: the determining factor. All right. Um, I don't really think Jeremiah is here, but we're going to move forward uh, <laughs> ignorant of his tastes. <laughs> um, let's move on. Okay, so I'm ready. I'm ready to expose myself. Well, my take. Mm. I never. I mean, it's a podcast and you wouldn't see much um, okay I like that Dame says I agree with Andy and then Andy <laughs> just said in the comments I agree with you Dame Andy you just agreed with yourself you played yourself Andy wouldn't it be fun to hear Morgan Freeman say Andy's name like Morgan Freeman was saying Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption wouldn't that but, be would fun couldn't we just have a clip of and uh, Ramsey? That oh. was you a pretty, pretty good Morgan night. Freeman. And uh, Ramsey. Ander uh, Dufresne. You uh, don't think that's a good Morgan Freeman?
2: The Andy Dufresne was pretty good.
0: Uh, I can't Ander Dufresne. Ander Dufresne. Dufresne. Right. You keep uniform. talking over my Morgan Freeman, dame. <laughs> Shut your lips. Ander uh, Dufresne. a <laughs> and, uh, Ramsey. Gee, many Christmas. You didn't do impersonations when you were on stage, did you? That's a personal question. Okay. I'm out here risking my career by doing an amazing Morgan Freeman. And you're going, blip, blip, bop Because no- nobody does Morgan Freeman impersonations.
2: Nobody. So unique.
1: It's getting aggressive.
0: All right, let's start the segment. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner Show. It's the Hills We're Willing to Die on episode, which sounds inherently violent during cold and flu season. Uh, basically, these are personal finance opinions that the three of us have that we don't see any other way than our opinions. Kristen, quick recap of yours. What was it?
1: Just because something is expensive does not make it an investment.
0: Dame,
2: the cost of college matters. Uh- as much if not more than the name of the school on the diploma for most people.
0: And now it's time for me to drop a bomb on all of you that may lead to our show being canceled because I'm not sure the commercials that play during our show. Legalized sports gambling is one of the biggest financial problems in America today and will eventually have the impact that opioids have on our society. (laughs) Wow. Hot take. Okay. That was aggressive. It It is aggressive, I mean it. I think legalized sports gambling is a horrible thing for our society. Now I wanna also make a libertarian point here that I think is important. In it, I don't. I I think it should be legal. Okay, like I I think you can't tell someone not to do that, right? I, I think that it, it can't be legal. But I also have to say, I think it is one of the worst things that exists. And it's it's you know just just think about this. Sports ban since sports betting was l- legalized um in the United States with apps and all these things, one hundred and sixty one billion dollars have been wagered by just everyday people enticed by free money offers that think that they're moving themselves forward financially. On top of that, the indirect byproduct of all this thing, all of this is how people invest differently, how Bitcoin has become gamified, how Robinhood has become gamified. I'm not tying red strings across a wall like I'm Carrie Matheson having conspiracy theories here, but I'm telling you it is all tied together. The fact that Bitcoin, the fact that Robinhood the fact that legalized sports gambling are ruining people's uh, finances. It is all tied together. And I will also note that it targets young men. You know, as I think about how could this impact my life and my family, I have to think about how my 10-year-old son, when he watches sports or interacts with sports or anything, is constantly hit over the head with gambling. Like, we never were. He's trying to watch NBA basketball, and before the game starts, the analyst is giving away a fake case of $20,000 if you can beat his bet. Like, that's not a healthy thing. So I'm I'm telling you, and I don't know if MP3s will still be a medium in which people listen to things years, years from now. I'm telling you, 5, 7, 10 years out, save this clip. I'll be dead. Save this clip it's going to be true. Ooh, wow. All right.
2: Uh, so do you think um, what if what if the ads were just dialed back? What if gambling was still there but it wasn't allowed to be advertised? Much like uh, what was it? Um, IndyCar had something like this one, at one point in time, didn't they? Where they couldn't advertise. Was it liquor? Yeah. They, they couldn't do
0: uh, tobacco.
2: Yeah. Or uh, just, Yeah. So what if uh, what if sports gambling was out there, but it couldn't be advertised? Do you think that would have a significant
0: impact in uh, the, the, the dollars wagered? Uh, yeah, I, I will say that a lot of industries have been supported by these generous gambling mm. dollars. And by the way, I, I want to make note here because oh, the email's already going to blow up, but <laughs> my <laughs> opioid comparison is with respect. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not diminishing the opioid epidemic at all, I think, if you read uh, Empire of Pain, which is a book by, written by Patrick Redden Keefe, I know it doesn't seem like I know anything, but I do read quite a bit, is that the the beginning of the opioid acad- uh, pandemic, epidemic was really brought on by business decisions made by companies and marketers. That's how it began. It took advantage of people's addiction, Right. That's the comparison. That's the comparison. So hopefully people haven't turned this off and are calling me a horrible person. I mean, do so for other reasons. But it is a very valid comparison as to the choices that are being made. New York Times did an investigation right around Thanksgiving of 2022. Numerous stories, Dame and I, I was sending them to you, Dame, Mm -hmm. uh, about how much manipulation is going on behind the scenes. How many unethical decisions are being made behind the scenes from legislation, uh, legislators to spokespeople to the fact that now colleges and universities are marketing sports gambling to undergrads who are under 21 years old. Mm-hmm. It has the same roots as the op- opioid epidemic. Kristen, you asked for our hot takes here today. You did not realize you were getting a scorched earth dame thrower of a take from
1: me. <laughs> no, I didn't. So... My follow-up question to you, I think other people might be thinking this too, is it is the gripe really and truly with sports gambling or is it the fear of the gateway of gamification in all other facets, right? We're talking about the gamification of investing, Robinhood, et cetera. Is it sports gambling or is it what appears to be the start of a very slippery slope?
0: That's a good question. I don't know if I can answer it succinctly. I will say I do believe the root cause to be sports gambling, mm-hmm. right? And here's where I here's where I just can't get my head around this. And I'm going to uh, summon a name that you both like based on your university affiliation. But you think about what happened with Purdue's football team at the bowl season is that Drew Brees came back as a volunteer celebrity head coach, but then there became trouble because he's an endorser of sports gambling and he's affiliated with a college football team. And and you think about all of those weird things. You you think about someone like Peyton Manning, who's got hundreds of millions of dollars, but chooses to do Caesars sports gambling commercials with his entire family to make sports gambling look like this fun family thing that everyone should do. Does, Does Peyton Manning not need does he need the Caesar's money? Does he not have hundreds of millions of dollars? Like At what point does a someone say, like this is bad stuff. I am part of this entire apparatus that is hurting people. Now, the, the thing is, you hear how passionate I am about this. And you, you want to hear the weirdest part about this? There's zero impact on my family, close or extended. I know no one who is having a problem like this. I know people who sports gamble. I know a lot of people sports gamble, but I know no one. I'm speaking with the passion of someone who like uh, lost someone to opioid addiction. I really am, but I have no, I have no horse in this race. I'm just telling you, this is what is going to happen. What's
2: strange for me, or what's interesting to think about is gambling has been around forever, but it was always done, you know, kind of behind closed doors, back alley, uh, it, it was something that existed but wasn't prevalent, and now we are glorifying uh, gambling, where it's it's cool, it's hip, it's it's you know something that you know kids are are starting to do. And I when you mentioned Ted, I thought you know what Ted knows a lot about basketball and is super familiar with it, and it wouldn't take much to convince. Him that man, you know, a lot you could probably make some money doing this. It, I could, I can see why you would be very concerned.
0: I I just, I don't know. This is the hottest take I've had in some time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah. My bad,
0: <laughs> Chris. Cri- Cri- uh, Kristen, uh, you look shell shocked
1: a uh, little bit. I'm kind of surprised yeah. to be honest with
0: you. This is my Hall of Dame take, you know. Uh, all right, coming up after the break, let's bring the uh, joy back to the show. Uh, biggest waste of money of the week. Okay, we'll we're gonna we're gonna towel off after the break here, calm down, calm down, and come back with a fun show. I'm Pete the Planner, and that's my hot take of the decade. You asked for it,
1: you know, not to fuel put fuel on your concern, yeah. your fire of concern, <laughs> but. I would say that I know a lot of people who sports gamble and the the people that I know that would be of concern to me are the people who know more than than anyone I know about sports, because that's where I think the danger comes in is feeling like, you know, more Mm -hmm. than Vegas and you're going to bet big. But I will say that. For the most part, I used to, I would say that in the past, I definitely had a similar take to UP. Like, why does anybody do it? But I think most of the people that I know that Sports Gamble throw the same $10 back and forth across the over and the under, um, just as entertainment while watching a game. So I I don't have nearly as hot of a take on that one anymore. That's fine. Like, um,
0: you know, if you're looking for an incredibly interesting read that reads like an action movie, but is actually a nonfiction book, Empire of Pain is one of the best books I've ever read. I mean, it really goes into like the history of the opioid epidemic. I wish I would have started there because that way I could have maybe fought off some of the people who were going to kill me. <laughs> um, but Dame, I think also the tobacco industry had the same thing i mean it, it was it was a similar element and i i just think that reckoning's common
2: i i don't know i trying to draw the comparison <laughs> between um opioids and, and gambling was was a strong move uh but uh, it, it sports gambling is a huge issue and i i do believe it will continue to gather steam and we'll see some some uh, some significant fallout from it. We'll see if there's a, a package to bail out sports gamblers that uh, makes it through Congress.
0: All right. I will say this before you flame anyone leaves one star and a how dare you or before people go on Twitter saying what an idiot I am. I encourage you to read Empire of Pain and then I encourage you to read the New York Times entire series of expose articles on sports gambling that came out on November 22nd of 2022. And, and tell me I'm wrong after that. Other than that, you're just reading the headline and disagreeing with it, but you got to read the article, Fair. folks. Fair. Um, Kristen, is this what J.O. meant when she said, I make you uncomfortable?
1: Uh, no, I don't think that that's what J.O. meant. I think it's <laughs> when you guys ask me questions about people that were that I was dead when they were, like, famous, or I think it's more like that.
0: Wait, Dame made a reference earlier that someone pointed out that there's no way you knew who he was oh, talking about.
1: I knew. I can't remember. I think it was... More, oh, Jeremy. Morgan Freeman. You know who Morgan I know who Freeman Morgan Freeman is. Freeman is, but I didn't know... What was the movie you said?
0: Shawshank Redemption? What? I've never seen that.
1: <laughs> That's going on Instagram. <sighs> what in the world? Have oh, you never... Timestamp, 53 minutes.
0: How have you... I have one of my best friends. uh, We were born two weeks apart. Been one of my best friends since sixth grade. For his birthday, as an adult, every year, his birthday gift to himself, which is just really weird, he watches Shawshank Shawshank Redemption (laughs) by himself every year as an adult on his birthday. Again, really kind of a weirdo. Very normal person. One of the weirdest things. How have you never seen Shawshank Redemption?
1: Well, for starters, I was four months old when I came out.
0: So
2: just Did, saying. Have you never seen any movies from before the, when you were born?
1: Um, not many, and I've not seen many from after I was born either.
2: I don't like movies. Okay, so you're not a movie
0: it's person. Movies. Okay, not a movie person. Oh. Huh. It's Sorry. a great movie. I'm stunned. All right. Well, we gotta continue because I got stuff to do, Jeremiah. <laughs> I collect myself. I'm so upset right now. Okay, here we go. Let's do the show and uh, start now. In three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner Show
1: is...
0: Dinosaur Dig by The Luminaire. The Luminaire has announced its latest travel experience, a luxury dinosaur dig at a top-secret location in Wyoming as part of an exclusive partnership with naturalists, the National Natural... Wait a second. Say National Natural five times fast. Kristen, National Natural five times fast. Go.
1: National... I can't say it once. National Natural? I I can barely
0: say it once. National Natural. National Natural. uh, Nautilus, the National Natural History Museum of the Netherlands unearth the skeleton of one of the largest dinosaurs the diplodocus diplodocus <laughs> who gives usaurus uh, working alongside expert paleontologists participate in an active dig and help to shape the world's understanding of dinosaurs from the late jurassic period staying at a lux- luxury camp it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to uncover dinosaur bones that have laid buried and previously undisturbed for up to 150 million years. You seen that movie, Kristen? And with the option to take away a 3d printed version of the bone you uncover, you'll always remember the experience. A portion of the sales from each journey will support the work of naturalist scientists. These are scientists from the Netherlands that are digging in Wyoming. I don't know how this works. They're grave robbing. Dame, we're going to start with Kristen because she has a lot of talents. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen, what would it cost to do a dinosaur uh, dig?
1: Is it? Did you say how long it is? Is it just like a one-day deal, or did I miss that? Uh,
0: if if this affects your answer, let's just assume a week. You get to you get to you get to stay for a week, and you have continental breakfast. There's free waffles in the Hampton Inn. I don't know a week. You
1: know. Uh ten grand.
0: Okay. Damien, what do you think it costs to, uh, you know, violate the grave of these thunder lizards? I will say uh, $15,000. Oh, I'm sorry. The answer is $34,780 to dig for dinosaurs. Not to get weird here, but I can tell you where the uh, decrepit bones of a family poodle are if you're interested in digging up things.
1: (laughs) Here's... So this thing has been in the ground for 150 million years, and they're just going to let regular old people help dig it up?
0: No, wealthy people. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Not regular people. (laughs) These are not regular people. Excuse me. These are wealthy people. Uh, Check yourself. Dane, what's in the news this
2: week? Well, Last week, we mentioned that eggs are more expensive than ever, but OJ is squeezing its way to the top of the list of high-cost breakfast favorites. Florida is expected to produce less than half the size of last year's poor crop of oranges. Uh, That would be about 18 million 90 pound boxes. Guessing game time. Here we go. Oh boy. The peak orange production in Florida was 1998. What percent has that production decreased for this year? From
1: 1998 to 1998.
2: um, How many fewer oranges are they producing percentage wise? Okay, I, I have a guess, Kristen.
1: Uh, What's 40. yours? 40. Okay, 70.
2: 70. 93%. Ooh, 93%. Is that,
1: is that real?
2: Is that real or is that pulp fiction? An ill timed freeze, hurricanes, and citrus disease has caused the smallest crop in nearly 90 years.
0: I said, Is that real or is that pulp fiction?
1: I know. No one reacted. No. E- We're like no. the girls' soccer team, I feel. Yeah, pulp we've moved up. We've moved oh, on, Pete. Fiction, Kristen. We've moved, we've moved I'm on. sorry.
2: In Water is Wet news, crypto lender Genesis filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection late last night uh, in Manhattan federal court, the latest casualty in the industry, contagion caused by the collapse of FTX. The company listed over 100,000 creditors in a, quote, mega bankruptcy filing with aggregate liabilities ranging from $1.2 billion to $11 billion, according to bankruptcy documents. Pete, I know you like uh, the word, the phrase, I'm sorry, crypto lender. And I feel similarly, of course, because we share at least one parent. But what <laughs> about what... the phrase really captures your attention?
0: Well, first of all, I want to say that what you just said was funny, and I rewarded you with laughter and a <laughs> smile. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm just looking for a little reciprocation. But I, the, the term crypto lender... Is how did anyone ever decide that that was going to be a thing? It's a speculative asset class, and and then you're going to tie debt to it, like crypto lender, Kristen.
1: I, it's one of those. I don't. I don't know what to say because I felt like the writing was on the wall, and I don't like to be an "I told you, I told you so" kind of gal. So
0: well, just wait until sports gambling takes down the world and I come back on here. I'm like, I told you so. Sponsored by FanDuel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Jeremy might be able to give us some real good insight uh, to this next one. Netflix is hiring a flight attendant for one of its private jets with a successful applicant being paid as much as $385,000 a year. Streaming giant says it's looking for candidates with, quote, independent judgment uh, discretion. And outstanding customer service skills, they should also be able to operate with little direction and a lot of self-motivation. The advert Let's, added
0: the,
2: yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> advert added the team uh, helps quote helps Netflix reach the world more efficiently and effectively, so the company continue to create joy around the world. The average uh, salary for a U.S. flight attendant, sixty-two thousand dollars a year.
0: So I think being a flight attendant is an incredibly difficult job. I'm just going to put that out there. I think they – I would put them on the spectrum of underappreciated professions like teachers, like on the spectrum, right? That's a lot of money. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Like how is someone that much better – six times better than the average compensated – person at that job. I have no idea. I, I wish I did.
2: I, and to be fair, they are advertising a range of salaries. Uh, and I think it actually, the I think the floor was around $60,000. So oh. it could be anywhere in there. But uh, the fact that they would go up to almost $400,000 seems
0: uh, generous. Yeah, you know, didn't New York Times put out oh gosh, I got to quit referencing the New York Times cuz they've just turned into that Uber obnoxious person. Uh but they they did a, a thing on like around the holidays of like jobs that you we did it on the show, like jobs mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. know what their pay is and then you figure it out. This Dane brought that New York Times story, so it wasn't mm-hmm. me. It's on it was him. Me. It's definitely on him. Um man, that that is a surprising number. Surprising number.
2: I agree. I agree. Uh Can you put a price on love? Well, Match Group thinks so. Match is testing a $500 a month subscription to Tinder, according to Bloomberg. And while that Tinder feature is still in experimental mode, Match is moving ahead with a new subscription for Hinge, which is another one of its dating apps, rolling out a souped-up version for quote, highly motivated daters that costs $60 a month.
0: I have all the questions, and Kristen, I'm turning to you. I don't know why... (laughs) (laughs) and here's why because i need answers and there is zero percent chance that dame and i have any insight here just demographically you have a better chance to have insight here so that's why i'm asking you is that is that fair that's fair
1: yeah
0: first the question's a little off off course here and we only have a minute left so we got to get to it are people embarrassed or ashamed to say they they use dating apps is that a is, is there any shame in it i wouldn't think so but i don't know if there is or not
1: I don't think so, but in my circle, people who are on dating apps are very—they're like overly blasé about it. Like, oh well, you know, I'm I'm on Tinder, so I feel like there is kind of some hidden shame there because you have okay. to lead with that. Hmm.
0: Yeah, because that, Dame, that's where I, where I'm going with this is like, there has to be shame of I'm spending six thousand dollars a year to find love. I guess it depends on the love that you find.
1: It's an investment.
0: It's an investment, exactly. Seems like a gamble to me. We tied the show together. Okay. Um, Oh, Robert, over the top rope off of YouTube live comment. $500 a month. Should it be called tender with T-E-N-D-E-R? Wow, Bobby. Wow. I don't know if anyone calls you Bob. Uh, Kristen, thank you for your hot take. Dame, thanks for yours. Ashley, I'm sorry about the email this week that you're going to have to sort through. (laughs) Good. Lord, Lord. Uh, send everyone else good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is Pete the Planner Show.
1: You think our email inbox blows up?
0: No. Eh. no I but-
1: think there will be a, maybe one bad podcast review.
0: Yeah, I say you'll get a bad podcast review. <laughs> hey, can we have a, can you not send it to me, Dave? Yeah. I'm oh, having a perfectly good day. Oh, hey, uh, Slack from Dave, what's to say? Everyone hates you. Oh, my
2: day just took a turn. Just one person. <laughs> It wasn't everyone, and they were wrong, by the way. Totally wrong. Did I give you an update on that, by the way? Uh, you told me about uh, last night. And- okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. There, there.
0: there's the update, Kristen. You're not going to get it on the air. I'll have to wait till we go off the air because I don't need that's, to get that's fair in trouble again. I was telling a friend this week. I went to lunch with her yesterday. She was like, "How long do you think you'll do the radio show?" That's sort of why I sort of asked, mm. and I said. I, I honestly, I don't know. This isn't like me quitting the show. Or like, don't worry, everybody. Uh, or or, and or you're fired. Or, yeah, no. I just like it. Just means something different to me than it used to, right? I mean that that, that that's not a surprise, and it shouldn't be a surprise. I've been doing this since two thousand and nine, right? But I say what 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 gets old is like I'm not trying to off- offend. I'm not trying to have hot takes other than today. But then when someone listens to five seconds of the show and then tells you you're a terrible person because of five, like that, gets old. Like I don't like I don't need that aggravation. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was pointing out to her, if anything ever ended the show, it would likely be that, which is also why I don't read my email. You pay somebody else to <laughs> <laughs> uh, book recommendation of the week, everybody. I'm going to give one here. It is a book called. Um, I don't know the name of it. I just I know I it was it.
1: Empire of Pain. There's a second Um,
0: one. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, this is what I'm reading now. Uh, It's David Goggins' second book. It's called Never Finished. Oh, Kristen is not into this.
1: No. How can you not like David Goggins? Uh, David Goggins and Jocko just, like, aren't it for me. That's
0: fine, right? By the way, I think you know me pretty well, and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that I would like that. That's fair. I think it's interesting because it's a completely different perspective from from me and how i think and so um never finish it's david goggin's second book i liked his first one and this second one's pretty good um although my colleagues including damien were mocking me the other day because i tend to listen to audiobooks at a frenetic speed it's impossible i, I do not I, there's no way okay i i want i want to I'm gonna play the speed of which I listen to audiobooks and uh, I need to make a couple points here before you listen to it because otherwise you think I'm crazy. Number one, if I listen to it at a normal or even slightly increased speed, I will daydream. I will get distracted. I will lose track of what I'm listening to and so I'm constantly rewinding and it's frustrating. So what I discovered about myself is if it's so fast that I have to be 100% locked in, then I don't lose focus and I get through the book faster and I can still uh, digest what I'm listening to. Do you buy that, Dame?
2: No, I, I mean, I do. Uh, and wait till you hear it. I, I have zero reason to be concerned about copyright issues because nobody's gonna understand what's being said here. <laughs>
0: I do. I, I want to offer you the chance name in, in a safe space. Are you calling BS on that? I do this. Are you calling BS that I can still like my wife does? She says, there's no way at that speed you can get anything from the book. That
2: second. Mrs. Planner second. and I
0: are okay. in arm and arm on that one. Okay, here we go. My
2: mother knocked on the door Oh, we waited. I scanned the yard. My grandparents had a big property, a full acre of land, including a wide, perfectly manicured lawn with train tracks running along one side. There wasn't a blade of green grass out of place, and not a single weed in sight. That should have been my first warning. While well, my dad was convinced that my grandparents had been behind our escape from Buffalo, he didn't witness our arrival or my grandma. I got There's probably seventy. I got probably seventy five percent of that. You weren't thinking Maybe. hard enough.
0: Maybe I'm telling you. So so here's if you're running or exercising or walk whatever hiking, and you just are locked in. You're not on a phone. You, you you're not driving where you have to deal with stuff. You can lock in, and I'm telling you. For me, it's the better way to go. Uh, To me, that's more of a consumption experience than an enjoying experience. Jeremy, that is both funny and not funny. Um, (laughs) And so we are not going to acknowledge your comment. (laughs) Anyway, that's the book of the week uh, for me. Although, here's what I'm starting next. No one cares. People probably don't actually care. Are we turning
2: this into a book club?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm into reading right now. All right. uh, That's all I have. Um, Dame... Kristen, thank you for being part of whatever today was. Everyone else, stay getting money.